This week, Tara Kuba and John Babasha join us to talk about all things cross-cultural ministry and church planting. Okay, so y'all, just by way of introductions, first of all, and yay, Jay-Z is here. <laughs> yay, Jay-Z. Um, by way of introductions, so John, if y'all didn't know, we have a Congolese congregation that meets um, on Sunday afternoons at 2 o'clock, right? Uh, 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock, um, up in the gym. And they, that's new, right? That's been the last few months. Um, yeah, like one month. Yeah, not very long, right? And so we have this Congolese congregation that meets, and John is the pastor of Kingdom Life. Kingdom of Christ. Kingdom of Christ. <laughs> oh, sorry. Church. Kingdom of Christ Baptist Church. Um, okay. And they are awesome, and I've already heard that they are the best-dressed people that come oh. in church. So we clearly have some work to do <laughs> in the traditional service. But, and then Tara is our director for International and Asian Ministries, and she's been with this church for a while now. How long Yes, uh, I will say I came to San Antonio in 2008, and I started there, Okay. And then, but I became a staff member since 2014. Okay. Uh, I would say the end of two, okay. November 2014, yeah. so it's been... Yeah, so it's been a while. So she's yeah. seen kind of the evolution of these things grow, but um, she is over all of our... If you don't know, also, we have a large Burmese population in San Antonio of all different kinds of people groups from Burma, um, and they will talk a little bit about why, um, and why these, especially these specific culture groups have made their way to San Antonio, um, but we have multiple Burmese congregations that some meet in the church, some have kind of rolled off and formed their own congregation outside of the church, um, and Tara oversees all of that, and it is a lot of work, and she does really, really awesome work. And so we're, we're glad y'all are here. Yeah. I'm so glad, glad y'all are be, here. Glad to be here. <laughs> and we have, so Tara brought a map of Burma here, and I have two maps of Congo, one of Burma that I'll show on the slides when we start talking about that, but because um, I'm not good at geography. Maybe y'all are, but I need a map <laughs> to help me. Um, okay, so first of y'all, whoever wants to go first, um, would you share your journey of coming to the U.S. and how that experience has been, what brought you here. Um, would y'all share your journey of coming to the U.S.? Because y'all were both born in Burma and Congo, respectively, mm-hmm. right? So, John, would you start you us go, off? Um, you, you <laughs> whoever wants to start. John, go ahead. Sure. Okay, thank you. Um, thank you so much. I'm so glad to, to be here with you all. Uh, that's a blessing, and thank you for thinking about us and inviting us. Uh, God bless you for that. Um, the question was... So how, when, you, when you decided to come to the U.S. or that journey, what, what brought you here? Um, okay. And what, okay. what, what brought you here? What did that look uh, like? And how has that been for you? Yeah, <laughs> so um, I came as a refugee. Okay. So in Congo... Um, Congo has been having issues of conflict, ethnicity, mm-hmm. tribes, government, a lot uh, for for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so then we, I remember I left Congo when I was, I think, 18. Okay, mm-hmm. I went back, but different area. Mm-hmm. Congo is, is big. So, but when I went there, I spent like one year. The war uh-huh. erupted again. Yeah. Then I went in Rwanda. 
that's where I spend a lot of like um, time in Rwanda. That's mm -hmm. where I got my uh, education. Okay. And then in Uganda, Uganda for school. Uh -huh. Went back in in Rwanda, um, where in in in, in Rwanda, and uh -huh. back again in Uganda. Uh -huh. So we got in in Rwanda and the Congo. I mean, uh, in uh, in Uganda, it's like you have a refugee status, mm -hmm. but there is what they call resettlement. Mm -hmm. Like uh, you go to third country. Mm -hmm. um, that's how we came here. I came as a refugee. Yeah. For the, I, le I lived in, where, in Abilene, uh -huh. and then here. Okay. So that's how I came as a refugee. Okay. Uh, but still now, yeah. Yeah, my people are suffering yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. But I was lucky. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you've been here, how long have you been in the U.S. now? Uh, ten years. Ten years. Okay. Ten years. Okay. How has that been, living here now? Has that been a big adjustment, or how, what has your experience been like? The experience is good. Okay. Um, yeah. First of all, yeah. okay. Although we are uh, the, the world is the world. There are people who are dying here yeah. uh, in different way, but it's not the same as mm -hmm. in Congo. Yeah. I'm safe. That's right. the first thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, second thing, I have my kids are getting education, and I'm working. Have life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, people are nice. <laughs> So uh, churches welcomed us, uh, communities yeah. welcomed us. So yeah, the good experience really. I'm getting my education also. Okay. Um, yeah, we are good. Yeah. Oh, and I should have mentioned Tara and John are also well former classmates at seminary together. Yes. So they've just been going through this <laughs> seminary journey. Tara graduated in December yes, with her Masters of Divinity, which is a really big deal. And it's a long yeah. <laughs> that was a long journey. Yeah, yeah. And John is graduating in December. December. Mm. And so he is so close. Yeah. He's almost there. So yes. with your Masters of Divinity too, yes. right? Okay. Yes. And y'all, that's yes. that is a long road. <laughs> As someone that's been down yes. that road, I know it's long. And so that is so exciting. But yes. it's so fun that y'all got to be in school together. Thank that's you. so cool. Thank you. So, okay, so Tara, um, if you would share your journey about coming to the U.S. Okay. and how that has um, gone. First of all, thank you so very much for inviting me. Um, I was born and raised in Burma. We call these days they call Myanmar, and uh, so, I. But y'all say Burma, right? I, the Burmese I, I say Burma. I call Burma. Burma. Okay. <laughs> so because that's... I do not like the terms that what the military coup Myanmar. name. Yeah. You know? So um, Myanmar is what the military coup says. Yes. Yes. So that's, that's why you'd prefer that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's good yes. to know. Yes. And uh, uh, I grew up in the city called Mandalay, which is the uh, second largest city. So I um, came from a Christian family. So my dad, my mom were Christian. My great-grandparents were Christian. So I think when we look back, and I came from, uh, uh, say I, I am the seventh generations from my father's side who became a Christian. I think uh, when... Uh, American missionary, when they arrived, then uh, a few years later, when uh, the Koran, one of the, the Koran converted, the first Koran, mm -hmm. and uh, after six, maybe six, seven years, when he became a, uh, a Christian, then the gospel spread. And I think the first uh, 
uh, families or, you know, many families became uh, converted to their Christianity. So yeah. my families was, was um, so become, converted. Yeah, yeah, converted yeah. to their Christianity. Uh, so I'm, I'm blessed for that. Yeah. And uh, I, I uh, how to say, I came to United States, not directly to U.S. Uh, actually, my story was a little bit different, uh, dear Pastor John, because I married, then uh, left Burma and went to Japan. So I lived in Japan before I came to the United States. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Um, well, Tara speaks like, y'all, she's brilliant. She speaks like multiple languages, and she'll, <laughs> she'll switch into Japanese and then Burmese. I mean, and if y'all don't know, both of y'all, um, being in graduate school in a language that is not the one that you grew up speaking oh is 10 times harder yeah. than yeah. normal grad school, which yeah. is extremely hard by itself. Um, so if y'all can get how brilliant both of these folks are for completing that journey um, and not being in your, you know, in the language of the group, that is just so difficult. And so that is so cool. example of that? Uh Yeah. So say for you, you can spend like maybe how many? One one minute Uh to read one page. Uh Yeah. Imagine how how long I will <laughs> you have spend to translate just it in your head and yeah, then <laughs> reading and translating, reading yeah. and translating until you finish the page. Yeah, and then you have the books and books. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, that takes but a long time. God is there to yeah. help us. Yes. Yeah, mm. that's wonderful. Um, and so a couple questions. Um, so what led you to this work of ministry? Um, how were you called into ministry, and what led you there? Um, and then how did FBCSA, how did this church become a part of your story? So what led you into ministry, and then what led you here specifically to this church? Tara, you can go first this time. We'll go back and forth. (laughs) So uh, for me, I came to U.S. in 2008. Before I came here, I will say I already heard about their Burmese refugees in uh, Texas because uh, I think Austin government, you know, Mm -hmm. they they wrote about their uh, refugees that came from Burma. Mm-hmm. And at that time, my mother-in-law, uh, ex- my mother-in-law mm-hmm. sent uh, uh, that newsletter. So I got to know that they are here. Yeah. So I have no idea about their refugees before I came to, to mm-hmm. U.S. But when I got here, um, I did not hear any news or things about refugees or living in San Antonio. So it took me for I didn't a while. realize that. I didn't know that. You didn't kn- come knowing that information. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's a, uh, so it took me for a while to, to, to find out or to, to get to know them, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but one day, one of our, we were, before, uh, <clears throat> we came here, we were the uh, church member of the Bernie First Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. So, and, and uh, at that place, there were a Chin family that uh, who came to San Antonio here, uh, mm-hmm. downtown church, at the same time, uh, Bernie First Baptist Church mm-hmm. because of their children education or something yeah. like that. So they were told, telling us that uh, there are some Korean that who, who, who are um, living in their uh, Rosebog uh, apartment. So mm-hmm. a few months later, I got to know the, the Korean families mm-hmm. and which is dear Sarah, 
Uh, some of your, you maybe know that Sarah Hu went to Thailand with uh, Susan Habiger, and her family was the first families that I, I uh, mm. got to know, yeah. and uh, then started knowing that the families are here, living mm -hmm. in San Antonio, and, uh, I, and, and, and I found out that First Baptist Church is helping, was helping them, you know, that uh, all the families, refugees' families, to worship and to, to whatever that uh, helps that they yeah. need. So I, I want to go back and tell a little bit story mm -hmm. that how uh, I grew up because when I was little, since I was a little, my dad was praying for the refugees, mm -hmm. for the Korean people, mm -hmm. because we, my, my, I came from a Korean family, Korean ethnic groups. So my parents were help praying because we live in the city, but we did not know anything, any news that what's going on in the that uh, like uh, uh, villages mm -hmm. and uh, uh, how persecuted they were brutally killed mm -hmm. or you know, and uh, but even though we live in the city, we are and we live. Uh, it was a uh, uh, socialism, mm -hmm. you know. Everything was that uh, we we have to be quiet mm -hmm. and then we cannot speak out. And uh, if somebody's like uh, yeah. uh, hear the news, then then it's gonna come at rest. Mm -hmm. So that time is just silently prayer. So since that t since I was a little, I that's what my dad, my mom was. We've been praying for the refugees. Uh, then how many years? I would say 29, 30, 30 years later. Uh, I uh, when I got here, then I was so excited that to see the mm. Karen, that are refugees, because mm. we've been praying for them. Mm. So that's how, you know, I connected, and then that's how I came to San Antonio, moved from uh, uh, Bernie First Baptist Church yeah. to San Antonio First Baptist Church, and I started helping, and, and the first thing that I have in my heart is that what I can do for them. Yeah, yeah. Because I came from San Antonio, uh, from city, and then my dad was a pastor, and then I, I before I came here, I walk at, I walk for YMC for ten years. I have some walking yeah. experience, so uh, maybe a, the language too. Yeah. So what I can do, so that's what I connect with the uh, the refugees' families and the church. Yeah, and when you say like Karini, there's multiple people groups in Burma, right? So there's, oh, yes, could you yes. just run down the list so that? Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, the first families that who came to San Antonio was Karen, yeah. Karen family, the Karens live in that, uh, uh, that uh, border no. with Thailand, okay. yeah, that area. And then, uh, in, that was in 2008, around maybe June, maybe May, June, July, August. And then uh, years later, the Kareni, families mm -hmm. came, and then uh, some Burmese and the Chin uh, came from uh, Malaysia. But Karen and Karani came from uh, uh, yeah. Thailand, yeah. Yeah. Thai refugee, uh, refugee camps. So they are very different because yeah. the refugee, living in the refugee in Thailand was so poor and no, no chance to go out and do the work. Mm -hmm. But living in Malaysia is you have a chance to, to go out and do the, uh, like a, get a job. Uh, mm -hmm. But 
they have that uh, UN card or something like that. Yeah. So the, the life is very different. The, this side, you got to see the city life, and then you got to live, and then get a yeah. job. But this life is very jungle, yeah. and then no, no hopes, something like no yeah. hopes, no city, no lives. So yeah. it's very tough yeah. for the Korean and the Koreani. And we have all of those people groups now represented here in yes. San Antonio. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Um, yeah, uh, so cool. right now we have a Korean, Koreani, and also uh, the Chin. The Chin's families, uh, as I mentioned, they came from uh, Malaysia. And also other ethnic, very small ethnic groups also live here, like a Shan yeah. or Moon or yeah. Yeah, different different culture, different ethnicity, and, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's very uh, yeah. unique that how God brought us. <laughs> yeah, how cool. Okay, so John, so what led you into ministry, um, and then specifically, now very recently here yes. to FBCSA? Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, I grew up in, a, I was born in a Christian family, mm-hmm. and uh, I grew up in that um, society, mm-hmm. village, all of us were Christians, yeah. very conservative. So then um, that's how I grew up. But when I was growing, I, I always tell this story. When my dad, we were sitting in the living room. Then he asked us, we are um, seven, but at that time I think the boys only were three. Mm-hmm. I was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. He asked us, what are you going to do in your um, graduate school or uh, college? Uh, my answer was, I'm going to go to seminary. You are way ahead Everybody of me. I didn't laughed. know that. <laughs> yeah. Everybody laughed. Because at that time in our, in our area, what, that was the job of old people, mm. not young people. Yeah. So and they said, why are you choosing this? said, I don't know. That's what I, I feel. <laughs> so then I grew up, and when I completed my high school, I said, yes, I mm-hmm. think I have to, to go more to my vision. Yeah. But, and then I joined the Bible school in the college. After Bible school, um, I went to plant church in, yeah. co- in, a, in a Rwanda, mm-hmm. and first church and second church. So then uh, we moved here, yeah. uh, moved to Uganda and then here. When we moved here, I had that, that two uh, churches which I planted left me with something to say, okay, you, John, you are church planter, mm-hmm. pastor, but church planter mostly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like. That's what I feel like I can do, pastor but dominated by church planting and yeah. mission. Uh, those, are, those are the things I like. Yeah. So then when I moved here, I moved in Abilene. My, there was my uncle. I told my uncle, my uncle, can you start the church here? I think I can help. Yeah. So he started the church. After four years, I told him, I want to go to San Antonio mm-hmm. to start the church. Mm-hmm. At that time, I had a connection of some Congolese who live here, like a couple families. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then uh, I talked to them. They said, yeah, come. We want, we want the church, really. Yeah. That's how I came, and we started from, um, we started in uh, Crestview Baptist Church, 
And then the way I came here, I always tell her it's through <laughs> you, but she doesn't know. So what happened, uh, there's a guy called um, Mark Hivner. He's an international, uh, international culture ministry director of uh, uh, Baptist, Texas Baptist. Mm -hmm. He lives in Houston. Mm -hmm. I told him I want, how can I do here in San Antonio to, I, I always, whenever I go to outreach, visit the, the refugees, they always yeah. ask something. Can you help us do this? Then I ask him, how can I get explorers San Antonio and get help to give these people? He said, uh, I think I, I know somebody at First Baptist yeah. who can connect you, who, can, who knows those, who work with refugees. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. he said. Then he, called, he told <laughs> me, then he gave me the number. I called her. She, uh, she explained to me, and then she connected me to Pastor Byron. Yeah. <laughs> we went with Pastor Byron in different uh, uh, families visiting mm -hmm. refugees giving them what we have. Um, we used to give them like um, um, furnitures, yeah. beds, everything they need, yeah. or food. So that's how, from Byron then, we went with uh, uh, Dr. Ian Thompson, mm -hmm. and then Joe Parker. Uh -huh. So it came like a friend like that, as uh, we went to, we used to go to, how does he call it? Prayer walk. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> it was my first time to prayer walk. <laughs> Byron invited me to prayer walk. I said, yeah. What's a prayer walk? Uh -huh. Are we going to pray walking like this in the, in the city? <laughs> so when I reached there, so yeah. I so I went with uh, some uh, people in our church. So mm -hmm. we started like going to house to house up after prayer. Yeah. Um, so the friendship came like that. We invited. We had one day. We had uh, um, a big prayer, uh, praying for Congo. Mm. We invited uh, Pastor, um, Pastor Chris. Yeah. So he came to be our preacher. Mm. That was like uh, three years ago. Mm -hmm. So that's how I, know, I knew this, uh, all of them and became a friend, come to different, like a concert. Yeah. Well, the, the, big, the, the big one which was called uh, Different Instrument. I don't know how they call it. <laughs> Oh, in, yeah. the, in the, in the, oh, church, in the in the sanctuary in the orchestra. Yes. Orchestra, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's I, a lot I, of crazy. I used to come with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had. Um, I came and explained to them the issue we have in a uh, Crestview Baptist Church. That was the issue of uh, uh, renting. Yeah. It was expensive, and we couldn't uh, be able to pay. They mm -hmm. said, "Allow, come, come and join us." Yeah. So that's how we came. A friendship before. They didn't even help us in, mm -hmm. um, oh, by the way, I didn't say that. So church planting, we planted, we started with that friendship with Byron, Parker, and uh, Ian, uh -huh. we started um, our church uh, planting in Congo, okay. back in Congo, two years ago. Okay. And those are now growing. We have now six churches wow. with uh, a school, wow. primary elementary school. Mm -hmm. So that's how the mission was grow is, is growing, yeah. very, very, very big ministry. Yeah. And now uh, from there, that's how we came and talked to them. I talked to Byron. I talked to uh, Ian Parker, everybody whom I know here that can you help us to come and yeah. join and be part of you. And 
they said yes. yes. That's how they welcomed us. And now we are here like three months now. Yeah. Yeah. We are so excited. We are doing well. People like it. Yeah. That's, that's it. fantastic. Well, uh, we're glad that y'all are both here. Thank you. <laughs> that's pretty cool. But if you take me to the testimonies, yeah. uh, that's a long story. So <laughs> that's why I'm sorry to take that. No, that's good. Um, and so both of y'all minister to folks who are not in their native country, right? Most of them are refugees or have gotten here from some one way or another. What challenges come up when you're ministering to um, folks that are, you know, share your country of origin, but y'all are all in kind of a foreign place? Um, what challenges come up as you're ministering to them? Terry, you can go ahead. Yeah, um... So my folks, I would say, we speak different languages. We came from different culture. I mentioned one time about their, uh, I live in the city. I live in the church compound. And I am the Korean family. But just the fence divided. Other side is Chin family. And the Chin families, you know, they live there. But we didn't talk. Because we just say hi, and then that's all. Sometimes we, don't, we didn't talk at all. So it's the challenge is that when I came to San Antonio, it's, I have that kind of feeling again mm -hmm. because uh, I came from a Korean culture. And then here I met Chin people. And then some of the uh, refugees that came from the, the uh, like, the uh, jungle or, you know, and sometimes what the way that they speak, the, it's, I, I heard a different sound. It's kind of like, kind of like rough and yeah. then rude or, uh -huh. you know. Yeah, so it's, it's different it's from different. where, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So that, that's the first thing that I, I felt that. But it's, then I, I, I it's, it took me for a while that to you used to that, uh, the way that they talk, the way that they they uh, they live, because when I go to their their, their house is, um, I would say that uh, the, they have a really foul smell, or you know, because they love cooking and <laughs> and uh, so their the, the challenges was uh, uh, they did not know uh, how, how to live and in you know like. Yeah. Um, uh, adapt to this culture yet. Yeah. So the first couple of years was kind of like a little bit challenges about between that uh, get to know them mm -hmm. and then get to be, uh, uh, be uh, how do you say, uh, know them yeah. and also to adapt uh, <coughs> being like them, yeah. you know, it yeah. being like them. So that, that was my, my challenges uh, for the first, first year. But I still have love and have kind of like a spirit that wants to help them. So, but going to their house is kind of like a little bit challenge. <laughs> Something like that. It's yeah. drawing to me. Yeah. So, so in Burma, you felt like there was, you sort of had like a, a bias or like kind of like a, I don't know. You didn't, you didn't love being around I, no, that people I didn't, group. Uh, yeah. And it's yes. funny to, you were neighbors in Burma. Yeah. Now, somehow... You're both, both now neighbors in San Antonio, right. and those same feelings are right. there. That's kind of an interesting, when we think about, you know, bias or our kind of preconceived notions, yeah. um, being in a, in a different country, it's yeah. still the same, right? That's, yes, that's because uh, uh, 
you know, I, I grew up in the, 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 uh, the Korean family, but live in Burma. The majority is the Burmese, which is the, uh, like a majorities are Buddhism, Buddhist. So, um, you know, we keep kind of like a little bit separate distance mm -hmm. with, with those uh, ethnic groups and the other, the Burmese folks. So that is, um, uh, when I came here, I feel I, I've, I'm like, you know, oh, I will like to take care only for my Karen folks, mm. you know, Karen. But, you know, there are other Kareni or Burmese or Chin or, you know, I, I feel that yeah. I did not feel comfortable yeah. uh, surrounding with them. Yeah. That was my, my uh, uh, difficult time yeah. uh, with the uh, surrounding yeah. with other. Yeah. But it took me for a while and then God has taught me and then God has shaped my life. God has shaped me, uh, you know, teaching me through the uh, other, uh, the, 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 uh, um, the people. And also when I started going to the seminary. And then this, this is what um, God has started changing yeah. my heart. That loving our neighbors is, you know, when you love yourself as Jesus taught us, mm -hmm. you know. Love the Lord yourself. Okay, I love the Lord, but Jesus has taught me that. Do you love your neighbor as well? Yeah. You know, here your neighbors that that uh, I maybe I didn't talk to them in, in Burma, but yeah. right now here they yeah. are here, and and uh, so this is what God has taught me all these years. And right now I'm okay. I'm <laughs> I, I do not mind the smell. I do not mind having their the food or you know. And, and uh, uh, knowing them, and we are, I'm able to uh, walk with them, and yeah. then this ministry is grows because of the love of Jesus. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. So, John, how about you um, ministering to your <coughs> folks that are Congolese, but they're not in Congo? Um, what challenges come up when you're ministering to them, or do they have needs that you have it's a hard really time? Challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially, let me just. Uh, just in the ministry as a church congregation, we have these people come here, they are safe, but the, the life is hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have to work hard. Yeah. They, they are not educated, mm -hmm. most of them. Yeah. Even those who are educated, still limited mm -hmm. with the, the language. So for them to get a job, they have to get a job which pays little yeah. when they have a big family. Mm -hmm. So um, being in the church, those people, their mind is not in the church, mm -hmm. in the service, in the church activities. Mm -hmm. Their mind is how can I work hard, get enough money to pay bills. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that, it's a challenge, even a preaching, trying to give more activities mm -hmm. of church. Like Wednesday, we don't have a Wednesday service or Bible yeah. study. Mm -hmm. We all we meet only on yeah. Sunday, and only the the choir also meet on Saturday, mm -hmm. two hours for practice. Mm -hmm. But during the week, you can't see anybody. Yeah. Even visiting, if I go to visit, mm -hmm. it's rare to find them. You call them, are you home? No. Who is home? Just kids. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big challenge. Yeah. The second challenge, 
it's, uh, it's like kids, the kids we have, the children we have, American mm -hmm. culture. Oh, okay, okay. Because most of them were either oh, born most here of them or born they... here. Okay, yeah. Now, the adult come from <laughs> there. That's a big struggle we have yeah. in the church. Yeah. Some like this music, and the old uh, all adult like the yeah. traditional. Yeah. Also, even the administration. Yeah. If we want to do something, the young people want to do this, the elders say, no, we don't <laughs> do this. And these are the people who have never learned about, let me say, reform or trying mm -hmm. to, yeah. uh, they want to stay the way they were. Yeah. I think uh, you started with saying the dress, uh -huh. how we dress. Yes. Or the ladies dress like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. But not the young girls. No. They no. They, they don't like that. They don't like that. <laughs> they dress down like a... Yes. We were joking we, that. We want to be American. We don't want to be <laughs> Congolese. In our jeans at church. <laughs> so that's a big challenge really we, we are having in the ministering. Yeah. Those two group people, a different culture. Uh, but and, and then this one also, the culture came here, but still... Yeah. The mind is there. Yeah. So yeah. that's how it's it's hard. Yeah. That yeah. Makes but we are, we are doing well. Yeah. We are trying that's by the <laughs> of the Holy Spirit. Um so and we'll we can get into kind of what is happening in Burma and Congo here in a second too, but um what does Christianity look like in Burma and Congo? Um is it a minority religion? You know, what what does Christianity look like in those nations? Burma is a Buddhist country. I, um, I would say um, it's 88% uh, is a Buddhist. And uh, Christianity might be 7 or 8%. So it's very low. And uh, others are like Hindu or Muslims or they're less than maybe 1 or 2 or 3 percentage. So, yeah. Uh, but you, we have to know that... Um, Burma and United States, American, mm -hmm. you know, have a long Baptist relationship yes. since yeah. uh, 1830. 1830. Wow, what good. was uh, uh, mm -hmm. when the first uh, Adonai Jetsons and N. Jetsons, they were the first American missionary that who um, decided to go to Burma and, and uh, sacrifice their life and they, they, um, they live there and... Uh, he was he studied Burmese uh, literatures and translated the Bible in Burmese and and the dictionary. He created the dictionary mm -hmm. for the Burmese as well. So, you know, uh, so the, so as I in after six years they arrived to Burma. Then they got the first uh, converted mm -hmm. uh, Burmese man. His name is Uno. And then after that, you know, that uh, uh, maybe after two years or three years later, the, the Korean, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's a called the Kotabu, uh, who uh, was converted to the uh, Christianity. So that's how the Korean become uh, many uh, Christian um, faith, and then uh, it's, it's grow. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but this is what I want to say, that the American missionary, when they came, you know, they stay. He didn't. He didn't give up, you know. Mm -hmm. it's a, 
they got the first converted person in six years. And uh, um, it was not, yeah. they, uh, they lived very poorly, you know, and then they, they um, had the food, the culture, mm -hmm. and they have to study the languages, mm -hmm. and they sacrifice a lot. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, so that's why we remember, we still remember at Nine Judsons and N Judsons, uh, when we came to San Antonio, yeah. that's what uh, the, the your pastors and the minister, we said, we should remember them yeah. because uh, they brought the gospel to Burma in, in uh, over 200 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we received it. Our, our, our parents and grandparents, and you know, we got to know Jesus Christ. And then right now, God has brought us to, to the United States. Mm -hmm. So we should remember them. And also we should bring the gospel to our people and then people surrounded us. Yeah. So uh, I would say uh, the Burmese uh, Christians are very low compared with other, uh, uh, I would say, you know, still, uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but they are very strong. Mm -hmm. They are very strong in faith and, and uh, uh, they, they are gathered together wherever they go. <laughs> Uh, they, this, they have a really strong connection, and, and uh, uh, um, even though they go and they uh, live in the other, the, like a, a third, how do you call it, third country? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's a development country. Mm -hmm. So we have a very strong connection, and then for the, among the Baptist churches and, and uh, uh, here in the United States as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and if y'all have ever seen, we've advertised um, Judson Day. Like she was saying, and they celebrate Judson Day, which is the day that they remember um, that family, the Judsons, coming and wow. spreading the gospel to Burma. So it's cool to be able to know, you know, the exact people that they yeah. can trace it back to with who brought the gospel. But they they do that. When is that? When is Judson Day? Uh, July. In July. July this year, we're going to have a Judson Day on uh, July the 16th. Okay. On Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to have uh, in the evening. So, this time. so if y'all ever, if it is a fun, I've poked my head in before. Yeah. Um, they have fun, and it's always a really fun celebration. So if you want to mm -hmm. poke your head into Judson Day, it's always a, a big yeah. party. Um, so Judson Day, yeah. we, we sing a, a song in our own, in our languages. Like uh, you can, you will hear the songs in Burmese and the Karen and Kareni and Chin. <laughs> so yeah. yes, um, that's how we, we celebrate the life of Judsons. And, uh, and also other missionary as well. Yeah. They are the first that uh, missionaries, yeah. but there are many, after that, many, many missionaries came to Burma and then this, they gave their life. They, yeah. Their wives died there, the children died there. Yeah. He also died at the Bengal, mm -hmm. uh, Bay, Bay of Bengal, uh, when, when he was uh, 62 years mm -hmm. old, I think, uh, yeah. yeah. It was, they sacrificed a lot. Yeah. And uh, so we are very appreciate for that, uh, uh, bringing the gospel to, to the people of Burma. Yeah. And, and John, what about you? Um, what does Christianity look yeah, like? Christianity in, in Congo is, um, they say it's like 70%. I don't know if that's high. Yeah, it's high, no. but it's not. Okay. Mm. So that's kind of misleading <laughs> to say, okay. Even that percent, I don't know where they got from. Okay. <laughs> it, it's hard to find even the statistic in Congo. Yeah. Because you, you okay. don't reach everywhere because okay. it's, it's hard. The infrastructure is not. Okay, so it's, it's hard like, to even ask that yes. question. Yes. Okay. Um, 
But the, say like the region which I know, um, yeah, seventy percent is it can be possible. Yeah. But still, when you see how people are hungry, I mean, hungry of of yeah. the word of of the gospel, mm -hmm. you don't know where those percentage are coming from okay. or that statistic. Yeah. But we can say yes, Christianity is there, but the gospel is needed a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, it's I don't kind know of if similar to needed. America, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people in America say they're Christian, they're Christian, but they don't actually know the gospel, right? Yeah, that's a that's not just an American problem, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. how what, that's what I can say about the Christianity. Yeah. It's really we need uh, we still need uh, gospel to spread. Yeah. Another thing is that there are unreached people. Yeah. Where there's a, like these people called the pygmies, mm -hmm. they just live in the forest. Mm -hmm. Even to go there, it's, I don't know how you can go there. It's, yeah. it's tough to, okay. to reach them. Okay. So like those ones, I, I, I'm not surprised if we can reach the community in Congo where the gospel has never been there. Yeah. Yeah. Like a forever. Uh, like there is a jungle called uh, Equatoria. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, the, large, the second largest forest after Amazon. Oh, wow. So it's a, too big. Yeah. There are people who live there. Nobody goes there. Okay. okay. So. so there's literally unreached people groups mm. in your backyard, so to yes, speak, right? Sure. Not that far away. Mm. Um, and that's, that's kind of a interesting thing to think about, right? That they're right down the street, but it's yeah, right down the street. Mm, <laughs> right. mm. That's different, but cool. Okay. Um, yeah, Can I mention one yeah. thing? Um, if, when I say uh, Baptist Christianity, um, you know, um, but you may see that some are like a Karani Catholic, mm. and you will see some of, some of their uh, uh, seven days advantage. Yeah. Uh, of uh, Qing families yeah. um, because their, um, some of our refugees, they live in that uh, refugee camp and uh, from other foreign countries, they brought some of their, you know, their, their religion, their, their, their faith and then that's how they teach, that's how they uh, you know, yeah. so and also uh, the gospel, the Baptist, I would say the gospel didn't spread all of Burma. Some of the areas are some of like a Catholic popes and, yeah. and priests already been there. Mm -hmm. So that uh, Karani areas or majorities are Catholic. Mm. So I did not know. Uh, yeah. from my, my, when, and, and I thought there, you know, like a most, the Karani would be their, uh, the Baptist mm -hmm. Christian, you know, yeah. Baptist background. But uh, when I got here, I, I got to know that they are more Catholic mm -hmm. than they are Baptist. Yeah. And then, but, but many people are still, I would say, I, I, I would say in Korean, there are many people who are still believing in their uh, uh, animist, their mm -hmm. animist, and the Korani also. Yeah. But I would say the Chin and the Kachin and other ethnic groups are, yeah, they, their percentage are pretty high. Their Christian, Christianity is uh, maybe 80, 90%. Yeah, yeah. But the Korean is, it's maybe about uh, 30, 40 Christianity, and then the rest are animist yeah. and the Buddhists. Yeah. And the same with Karani as well. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and we can talk about what's happening in so your... So you still, 
yeah. still have to send the missionaries there. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah that's you why we the went to bring. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about, too, what's happening in Congo and Burma right now, because I know it's hard for the folks, for y'all, mm -hmm. but also the folks in your churches to hear on the news what's happening in their home country and to be here, right? And so um, we know that there's a lot going on in Burma, and we'll, and we'll talk about that too, but um, as far as things happening in Congo, um, when they hear those things, you know, what helps them through that? Because I would imagine they have some complicated emotions about hearing about, you know, really sad news happening at home, but they're safe here, yes. and that's a good thing, but there's yes. some guilt or some, you know, complicated emotions there. Um, what do your folks feel about that kind of stuff when it comes up, and how do you help them kind uh, of work through but that? They feel bad. Um, some still have families there. Mm -hmm. So they still have families. We, we always do, not if I say always, I'm sorry to use <laughs> that English, but we, we have... Um, like ceremonies of uh, burial there, mm -hmm. and then we try to do the ceremony here to console mm -hmm. the families. So the uh, the war still worse. Yeah. Uh, they still rebels are still coming, burn the the, the whole mm -hmm. village, mm -hmm. kill the people. Like two months ago, mm -hmm. this time was worse. No, this I think think at time they killed some a person and ban mm -hmm. him, mm -hmm. eat mm. the body. Oh yeah. uh, because he's different yeah. from them. Okay. So, yeah. um, so that if, the, the, and you know the, the, the relatives yeah. are here. Mm -hmm. um, like especially in my congregation, uh, one, one of the, the, the congregation member, they killed his grandpa. Mm and banned him in his house. Mm. Uh, so everybody who feel bad is sad. Yeah. Uh, but what helps them, just we, we pray for that every Sunday. Yeah. That's our one of our requests. Mm. So we have to pray for them. And what amazed me, not amazed, let me say amazed, but fear, make me fear, is when we start praying, about that issue, mm -hmm. I see all like the people changing, mm -hmm. like all emotional. I said people are yeah. kind of traumatized somehow because yeah. mm -hmm. um, whenever they pray, they don't pray like saying only, but they pray crying, yeah. mm -hmm. weeping. You see, even somebody said these people are really touched. Yeah. Only young people they. Listen as a news. Yeah. Uh, even if you tell them the relative, for them, they don't. So know them. They, yeah. don't mm -hmm. it, they feel sad. Yeah. But the most touched are other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So prayer, yes, prayer, uh, preach the yeah. word of God and uh, visit them. Mostly yeah. visiting. Yeah. Mostly visiting. Whenever we visit them, whenever we hear the bad news from there. We mm -hmm. go to visit, we stay with them, church members, like a mostly choir, mm -hmm. go in the family, sing, mm -hmm. pray, like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So that helps, but still, 
need yeah. your prayers. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah, that would be mm. to know that there's a funeral happening in mm. Congo yeah. and then to have a service here. Sure. That's sure. I would have never thought about that. That would be mm. that would be really hard for you, especially too, to to yeah. to know what to do and to mm. say yeah. Yeah, to know what to say. Yeah, yeah. And if it is mostly repeating, repeating. Yeah. What are you saying? Yeah. Some some say, are you really still God is still there? Mm. Why God is allowing those people yeah. to be massacred like that every yeah. day? Yeah. Why? Mm. You keep quiet and just say, let's pray. Yeah. We, that's God's. We, we can't answer that question. Mm. We, we, we don't know. Yeah. Mm. 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 Well, it's it's similar. In Burma, too, and y'all have probably seen the news about Burma. Um, this is the two-year anniversary, one-year anniversary? Two two-year anniversary of the military coup. Um, if y'all remember, we've had several parking lot prayer sessions and those kind of things. Um, and this is kind of history repeating itself in yes. Burma from, was it in the 90s or the early 2000s? Yeah, 2000, uh, 1988. 1988. Yeah, and then in two thousand, so yeah. this is kind of history repeating itself yeah. in Burma, yeah. um, and then just two years ago, the same thing mm -hmm. has kind of come up, right? And so for you, what helps? And I know you have talked about you have family in Burma that are finding safety too, right? So this isn't just like you're trying to help your congregants. Mm -hmm. This is personal for you too, right? right. Um, what has helped y'all as you hear these things? on the news or, you know, you're getting updates from families. Um, how have you been able to help your congregation kind of sift through that and, and yeah. wait? Because that's emotional and that's difficult when you're yeah. separate. Yeah. yeah. It is very hard to talk about that because uh, very emotional. Because I left Burma uh, when I was 29, but when I was around 18, which is a... a a teenage girl, that time the country was, uh, uh, you know, I, I live under the uh, socialism. Then, uh, when I was 18, 19 years old, the country had a uh, strike, uh, demo, uh, the whole Burma, you know, the Bur demo in 1988. Then the military coup uh, took power. And uh, so, for that at that time, I got to see many people, um, you know, died and then killed. And then, as a as a teenage girl, we lost we didn't we lost our hope. You know, we didn't we did not know what to do. Yeah. And and uh, it kind of like a lost uh, future. And uh, but but you know, um, we have to go through because a few a few months later that uh, they will they control the whole country and and. Uh, so we have to live uh, under the uh, um, military dictatorship for another how many years? 20, 30, year, 20 years. And, uh, but I left the country when I was 29. So uh, I never had a chance to vote. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, what is voting means? What is voting means yeah. to me? Um, mm -hmm. So as I mentioned, since I was a little, we pray, the family, we, our family pray for for the country and pray for our uh, the, the people because they were living under the, the persecution and uh, killing uh, in the, the ref at that uh, 
that the villages, the life in the city and the villages, a little bit different. You know, they the, the they want to the, the military coup. They want to say tell the the world that we live in the peaceful life. We are everything's is in control, and then it's 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 good. Mm -hmm. um, but that was that was fake. <laughs> I was a fake news because uh, living in the uh, village is kind of like really sacrifice. We have to mm -hmm. sacrifice uh, their life, lost home, and then uh, right now. And uh, the, the last uh, two years ago, um, in 2021, um, and again, it's happened again, and uh, the military could took power over the civilian government, the government that the people elected. Because when uh, the, that, uh, the last 10, 15 years, then, you know, they manipulated and, and then switched to their giving power to their civilian government mm -hmm. and then telling the, 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 the world that we are a path to their uh, democratic, mm -hmm. you know. And, and, uh, but that's, that those years, the, the, the youth and then the, 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 that uh, uh, many young people have, have like hope and futures yeah. and then they are so, so, uh, I would say, enthusiastic and then so excited for the mm -hmm. for their future and then by the last two years the reason that they give was that there is a fraud um, in the, the election and uh, say they took the power and then they they arrested um, you know detain and uh, uh, NLD uh, party and then uh, other civilians and and uh, they crucially kill and uh, so right now Within two years, what's what's going on? What's happened? Uh, we maybe we think that it might be getting better, but reverse, it's getting worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I, uh, it's very hard to talk about because mm -hmm. my mom and my my families are still living in Burma, in in um, but in, they live in the city, but uh, they have to live a fearful life. Mm -hmm. No electricity. No internet services, so sometimes I have to call and and uh, check and see that uh, when they have electric power and then when they have their uh, mm. um, their uh, like Wi-Fi service or mm. something like that. But my mom's she's doing okay, she's doing fine, and uh, uh, but the area I want you to before you go uh, before you leave, um, I want you to take this uh, book. Uh, which is here, uh, we had a unity prayer for Burma uh, the last two weeks ago mm -hmm. and uh, at that uh, church parking lot. And in, in, in this, in this um, uh, I would say, uh, uh, program, uh, there is uh, letters and also there is uh, stories and there is uh, sermons. And uh, so I believe uh, when you read it and then you will get to know better the situations that are going on. Uh, current situations that are going on in Burma, yeah. and uh, I, uh, I will like you to um, um, see that uh, we added there. We added the prayer as well, yeah. their their um, prayer list, and and the stories. Um, so yes, we need we need your prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. And I know that we're we're getting close to having to wrap up here, but. Last, before we do a little bit of Q&A, um, what are your kind of hopes and dreams for your congregations um, here? What are, in the next, you know, if you can dream with them over the next, like, five to ten years, what are your, your kind of hopes for them as they, as they keep going forward? Okay. 
<laughs> John uh, or Tara, go for it. Oh, okay. Um, I as a I am as a uh, director of the international ministry, and uh, my hope is my folks to love the Lord. Uh, to love the Lord is what I want them to root it in their heart. And because we are so blessed, and then living in the uh, United in, in in this new land and new world, and then to con teaching their their children as well. You know, uh, right now, uh, the parents and the children, they have kind of like a little bit gapped between them because the parents never been to school. Yeah. They, they came from a very rough uh, life and then and uh, uh, they have to struggle a lot. But the children, they get all the advantages that uh, like go, they're able to go to school and then got a job and then so we don't want to lose that uh, where they came from yeah. and that we don't want them to lose their identity who they are and then know their identity and then and then keep their culture and then and then live uh, alive a, a that uh, be, be a blessing to yeah. the other people yeah. as well so uh, it's uh, uh, as a uh, minister uh, I'm sorry as a director then uh, we went to keep as as one as a, a body of Christ, and uh, even though we came from a different culture, and mm -hmm. uh, we are blessed by the First Baptist Church, and and uh, for many uh, for decades, mm -hmm. you know, so we want to get we want to hold hands and then have this a uh, relationship and then strong uh, brotherhood, yeah. sisterhood, and here living in the San Antonio, yeah. and be a blessed blessing to the other people. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. John, how about you? Uh, yes. Um, that's a good question. Um, yeah, my, my thinking and my vision or my dream, my prayer, is to focus on uh, children ministry, mm -hmm. young ministry, mm -hmm. or youth ministry. Because mm -hmm. when you see in 10 years to come, which mm -hmm. church are we having? Will we have still we we will still have those uh, uh, ladies with the, the dress, uh -huh. or we still have uh, these young people? Uh, so that's our main dream to say. Okay, although ten years to come, most of them will be maybe seventies or above, and maybe sixties. Yeah. So the church has to stand, yeah. still standing. And that church to stand, uh, it needs these young people yeah. and, uh, and children. Mm -hmm. Those are the people we are trying to uh, focus on, try to educate them, try to, um, to preach to them, not to evangelize. And mm -hmm. secondly, these young people, we, we, we will not limit the church mm -hmm. on just Congolese yeah. people. Mm -hmm. So we have to dream also to other, other, um, other cultures and other people, other race, yeah. ethnicity. Um, so we, because it's, we, we, our dream is to be a diverse church, mm -hmm. yeah. not only Congolese. She said something good, uh, which we have also. <laughs> You know, like the short story, I'm sorry to take long, no, but the story is like this. 
I think uh, sister who's behind, the, she, she works in Catholic, she knows that. <laughs> so when you come here in the United States, from, from Congo, you flee different tribe, right? Yeah. Say, I'm Mnyamulenge. Mm -hmm. If I flee, I say, Babembe mm -hmm. killed us. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now, Babembe also, mm -hmm. they say, Banyamulenge mm -hmm. killed us. Yeah. All of us we meet where? Here in San Antonio. <laughs> yeah. And those are my people to reach out. Yeah. So how can all these people, Banyamulenge, Babembe, Bafulero, we have 450 mm -hmm. dialect mm -hmm. tribes in wow. Congo. Okay. But not all of them, some parts are affected to come here because of the war. Yeah. But how can I, in 10 years, all these people, maybe, for now, it's still hard because they still have the mindset mm -hmm. out there. But these young people who are growing, how can we have a one diverse church? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the dream yeah. we are praying for. Well, that's a good point. And as we, before we you know, get to Q&A and those things, it's interesting to think about. You'd think, well, they're all Congolese, you know, so they all kind of have this thing in common, right? But you're saying, well... Now we're in America, and now I have to think about you differently because we're, we didn't come from the same background in yes. Congo, even though we're both Congolese, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're thinking about who our neighbor is, um, it's interesting to you know, have one reality in your country of origin, and then you get here and you have to kind of reconcile with yes. that, right? And you yes. have to kind of Yes. Think about them differently. A very good um, reconciliation. Yeah, and that's a that's an interesting work, and that's something that I don't think I would have thought of yes. until you said that. Yeah, yes. that's, that's interesting. So another yeah. thing is uh, we have to dream about is like my kids, all the kids who are born, my kids, all friends, yeah. are neighbors. Yeah, they go to school the same people. Yeah. So in ten years, not ten years, even five years, mm -hmm. uh, ten years to come. Those are the people we have to reach out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's who we have to dream of, diverse church. Mm -hmm. uh, that has to be yeah. the focus yeah. and prayer. Yeah, that's but good. We don't know how to do it. That's yeah. a girl. We don't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. just, uh, just one thing. Yeah. Uh, just last week, uh, one of the uh, um, pastor, Timothy Linso, he is a pastor of the uh, Gospel Myanmar Church. One of his congregation, they lost their baby, mm. and uh, uh, when they have a, a funeral, then we have like the whole week is like condolence service, like every evening, you know, seven seven thirty seven thirty, we have a condolence mm. service. So I I attended that uh, condolence service, and and uh, the family is a Kachin mm. ethnic groups, but the pastor is Chin, but they're the families are like, when we look at, Pastor Wing was, came too, uh, when we look at, there are more than 10 ethnic groups mm. came to their uh, condolence yeah. service. Yeah. And then also to their funeral service. So, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's a, a very unique and, and uh, yeah. beautiful things that we, we see. Right now, the people see like the Gachin, you know, maybe in, in Burma, they, we may have a, uh, we may have our, you know, mindset that, uh, hey, um, our own nationality, mm -hmm. you know, ethnic groups. But here you married to the, to the Koran or to Chin or to yeah. Kachin or, you know. Yeah. And then when you 
get together when we look at that it's it's so beautiful mm. things that uh, yeah. when we come together yeah. as one yeah that's awesome. i think that's why one yeah. of uh, the, 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 the 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 one who called the united states of america uh -huh. i think that one one of the reason was to not, to unite people yeah. right uh -huh. so yeah. reconcile reconcile people people yeah. live together in a diversity yeah yeah that is so good um well, this is awesome. Can we thank John and Tara for joining us? Um, they do really, really hard work and really, really good work, and I'm, I'm glad that we got to... <laughs> I know on Sundays we don't always get to brush shoulders with each other because we're at different times, and we, you know, we all have our Sunday route, right, from Sunday school to church and all those kind of things, and so we don't always get to see y'all. Um, yeah. But any, any questions before we go for John or Tara? Laura, yeah. That's good because I live in that neighborhood too. So this is helpful for me too. Yeah. I, what do y'all think? I want to say something that uh, we have to teach our folks, but it's take a little bit longer because uh, uh, you know they their image is still and still right now they are the Burmese refugees and also I'm the Korean refugees. I'm the Karani refugees and then helping other refugees like coming from Afghanistan or coming from other country from, you know, it's, they are not there yet. So, so that's why uh, when we have, when we have uh, what uh, Martin Luther King's day, when uh, Pastor yeah. Brian, uh, Byron, mm -hmm. Byron uh, Pitts, that uh, when we had a community, you know, come together, that's, we are telling that you live in their uh, uh, habitat, and then your neighbors are Spanish speaking speakers yeah. or other, and but they never had a chance to talk or you yeah. know to you know. So we taught them to go and give their uh, what uh, the events flyers. We go we 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 stop by one house uh, each houses and then tell them to come and we invite it. So we start we have to introduce them how to help the community. That's that's our. Uh, our uh, right now international ministry. This is the, the, one of the first, one of the steps that we have to introduce to help our neighbors. Mm -hmm. So right now they are not there yet. They are not there yet. So we need to, to talk the, our pastor, the leaders that, uh, um, so yeah. we, we still need helps for that too. Yeah, um, um, yeah. as, as a, I mean, uh, international ministry. But that's a cool idea, right? That's a cool thing that's happening in San Antonio. It's surprisingly diverse here. Um, and the further you get into the city, the further you realize how diverse it is. And that's so good. But yeah, it's, it is, I would imagine it's hard for them to get out of kind of the survivalist mm -hmm. mindset, right? To even be able to 
to look around and say, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. this person's my neighbor. I should get to know them. You know, that's yes. that's hard to kind of, you know, get out of that, mm-hmm. just living day to day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and if, if nothing else, we can just be available, right, yeah. and be sure. when they're ready to, you know, to want that kind of friendship and, sure. you know, um, to yeah. just be willing and able yeah. to, to be there. Yeah. Any other questions or anything? Um, How many different dialects? 450. Oh, my God. Uh, officially, the government said 130, but oh I would say more than that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How similar are they? Like, can you understand... One to another it's at all. It's completely different. Oh I don't gosh. understand Karani. <laughs> zero Karani, zero really? Chin language. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that's crazy to yeah. have that many. It is not that big of a country, right? Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Yes. I do not. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Yeah, but in Congo, in Congo, we have some uh, close dialects where you can understand each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, yeah, but there are many who mostly are closed. Yeah. Uh, not mm-hmm. all of them, but there are many. And then from there, what they do, we have like a regional language. Mm. Say if we are in Texas. Yeah. So Texas has a regional language which is called everybody, like at school, that's what you have to learn. Uh, but in the village or the small mm-hmm. cities, you have your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, then nationally, in the Congo, we use the French. That's the educational uh, language yeah. they use. And they have also other regional, but the international language or national language, officially language, is French. Uh, but for me, I think I know a couple of them. Yeah. You know, Congolese uh, languages. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Do you, the young people mainly speak English here? Or do they know, like, the dialects in the Congo? Like, the, your youth or your kiddos that are here in America, um, do they know some of the Congolese languages? Or do yeah. they mainly only like know English? Like one uh-huh. which their parents speak. Okay, okay. So we have initiated this. They are the ones who are translating. Yeah. When I'm preaching, uh-huh. like those young people, 18, 20, yeah. they have started translating. Okay. Because it's hard for them to speak, yeah. but they understand. They understand all of most yeah. of, like 8%. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they, they can be able to speak and understand only the parent. Yeah. language because yeah. at home that's what they speak yeah okay oh my gosh well y'all these kids are so brilliant too i mean good golly i'm not even that great at english but they have you know all of these things down um and translating constantly is exhausting yeah. right yes. i've been on i've been on missions trips yes. where you know we were in a spanish-speaking country mm. and we only had a few folks that knew spanish mm. and they were god bless them they were so tired just mm. from translating conversations yeah, all day, yeah, right? It, yeah. Your brain is like working double time mm-hmm. when you're uh, my, my, my daughter is uh, uh, 15. Uh-huh. She's turning she's standing, she's standing, uh, 16 in May. Uh-huh. Uh, but whenever we are home, we have the guests, she always translates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
she translates our, our, our mother language. Yeah. But, and she came when she was two years old. Oh my goodness. So which yeah. means she grew up here. Yeah. But because that's what we speak in, at home, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, she's growing with that. Oh my that's awesome. Well, again, we want, we are so grateful that y'all came, um, and this has been really, really good to get to know y'all. Um, and as we go, like we do, I'd like for us to specifically pray for uh, the Congo and for Burma.